welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and today I want to talk about plantar nerve entrapments. It's uh, it was interesting timing. I I was at the office yesterday with Dan Dominguez. We were doing some photo photos for his um, slide presentation that we're doing well, for his his part of the three day seminar that we're teaching in in Sydney, Australia, at the end of July. Um, he's doing all sorts of cool um, nerve trunk stimulation, and one of those. Um, nerve trunks that he was stimulating was uh, the plantar nerve trunk. Um, he showed me that um, previously, and I've been using that with very good success for a lot of foot pain and foot numbness patients. And so that was that was the topic I had in mind already for today because I'm working on a patient who's um, who's over 60 and she had a lot of foot numbness after a really bad bout of sciatica that was resolved by by um, acupuncture um, but she had this residual um, numbness on the bottom of her foot especially the lateral part of her foot uh, it was it was so bad at, uh, before she was seeing me that she couldn't drive um, and then she was only able to drive with her shoe off because she could otherwise she couldn't feel the pedals and now she's feeling more uh, I think we're we're to like 50 percent um, improvement uh, or fifty percent sensation, and, and her physical therapists are very excited about uh, seeing her progress because they didn't really expect it. Um, and so she told me that they're all over our website looking at me and Dan um, with interest. Um, and the really the important thing you think about for seniors, especially, they're so much more prone to falling because they've lost proprioception in their hips and ankles. And if you can't feel the floor, you're way more likely to fall. Um, she she walks with a she has a cane and she has a sort of like a push um, a stroller type thing when she feels unsafe when she basically says if I'm going somewhere where I'm unsure of what I'm going to encounter I want I want my um, my my two hand uh, stroller otherwise I could just use a cane or she can hold her husband's arm um, but anyway that's a Long way to tell you that um, I'm having good success with her by treating the plantar nerve trunk as well as um, a couple other muscles that I'm going to talk about, like the abductor hallucis and tibialis posterior. So um, I don't know if um, if you if you're familiar with orthopedic acupuncture, I I just want to put a, out there that that you really should consider getting a very good medical reference for nerve entrapments, peripheral nerve entrapments. Um, 
I have a book that I love because it has great photos. They draw, they draw lines and, and triangles and squares to show where the injection would be uh, for these nerve entrapment patients. And um, there's, uh, there's, there are good explanations of what muscles are doing the entrapment of the nerves. So I found this to be a really good reference just for, for almost anything that you're working on. If you suspect there's a nerve entrapment, this is a great resource. I'm going to put a link in, um, in the copy for this podcast for the book that I use, but obviously there must be many very good uh, manuals out there for people who treat nerve entrapments. It's really made for medical doctors who are using uh, an injectate. But you know, what's interesting is that, that the woman uh, who wrote this book, um, she likes to use some electric stimulation on her needle, on her injection needle. And I find that very interesting. It must be that she has found that it gets a better result because it's, it's actually releasing uh, the muscles that she's injecting into. So good argument for not even needing the injectate, if you ask me. Um, so so um, peripheral nerve entrapments of the foot. You know how the Tom, Dick, and Harry, Tom, Dick, and Nervous Harry is the way to remember the muscles of the low leg that, that are not the, uh, the gastrox and soleus. You've got Tom is tibialis posterior. Dick is uh, flexor digitorum longus. Nervous is the uh, tibial nerve. And then Harry is the flexor um, uh, hallucis longus. That's the order from when you're looking from, this, uh, from the medial um, part of the leg from behind the tibia. You've got Tom, Dick, and nervous Harry. So that is a great way to remember how you know how those muscles line up when you have to go into um, that area behind the tibial behind the tibia it's going to help you avoid hitting the tibial nerve um, and as those so as those muscles in that nerve come down behind the medial malleolus there's a retinaculum there and so they're going underneath that retinaculum and the tibial nerve divides around that area and becomes different branches that are then labeled plantar nerves. But they're just, they're just different branches from the tibial nerve. So as they split, you get a calcaneal um, plantar nerve, you get a medial calcaneal nerve, and a, you get a lateral um, nerve so that you've got the um, plantar you've got the lateral plantar nerve the medial plantar nerve and the calcaneal plantar nerve distribution so calcaneal as you might guess is is under the heel the medial is most of the instep and the ball of the foot and the first um, toes and then you've got the fifth toe the little pinky toe and the outer part of the bottom of the foot, which is the lateral plantar nerve. Um, that lateral one is the one that's the most numb for this patient that I've been working with. 
Um, but it was the whole foot. But after one or two treatments, her sensation in the medial plantar distribution have completely been restored. The lateral one's been a little tougher. Um, so I just wanted to talk about the common um, entrapments. If, you, if you're interested, look up tarsal tunnel syndrome. That's, that's often what this will get called um, for, that, for those entrapments. Um, but it's good to know the different ways that those different plantar nerve branches can get entrapped because they're not all identical. Um, a generic tarsal tunnel syndrome I would typically treat by treating the tibialis posterior because that's most likely what's going to going to um, be tight and pressing, especially if there's some sort of tendonitis that's going to be pressing on the tibial nerve where where it splits to become the plantar nerve um, branches, and then abductor halysis and abductor halysis is um, so so important for these um, plantar nerve entrapments. It's involved or possibly involved for any of the three. Um, so really, really check abductor halysis. And um, you can often put a couple needles, like one um, just below the navicular, and then there's you can go back to toward the heel and, and put, it, uh, put a needle there. What, what I find interesting is that before I really started looking further into nerve entrapments from these um, medical books, I would assume that medial heel pain was coming from abductor halysis. And my assumption was that it was just a pain referral from the, that tendinous attachment at the calcaneus. But having started to really delve into more of the nerve entrapments, I believe there are very likely people that got relief from the treatment not for the reason that i thought i thought by releasing the muscle that's why their pain went away it's possible by releasing the muscle that it took pressure off of entrapped nerves so both got the good result but i'm just saying I'm, i might need to revisit my thinking on why it helped. It might not have just been a muscular um, attachment sort of pain referral. So when you do have those medial heel pain patients, consider that it could be calcaneal branch of the plantar nerves. Um, so I'm just going to quickly tell you the main entrapment muscles for each of those distributions. The tarsal tunnel, that's that probably first visit. This is really what you should be considering is is tibialis posterior and the abductor halysis number number one and two um i do like to add the nerve trunk um with some stimulation from a pointer uh pointer excel um that's something you really need to learn in a class because you got to be able to palpate it and needle it and stimulate it properly and really only way to learn that's to actually see it done um, it's not one that you're going to wing on the fly, uh, with a patient <laughs> unless, I mean, and you, if you decide to make sure 
that your face is not over their foot because they might kick you. Um, but but the uh, um, that nerve trunk stimulation can really help to regulate a nerve that's either not that causing numbness or pain or both. Um, and then you know the little um, adductor digity mini me, the little muscle that that abducts out the the little pinky toe. Um, that's another good one to stimulate. It can it can be part of that neuropathy, those uh, the um, numbness or pain um, that especially sciatica. You see this with sciatica sometimes. People have pain or numbness on the outer part of their foot post sciatic um, infl- uh, you know flare up. So you'll clear their their uh, sciatica, and the only thing left that's bugging them is that outer part of the foot. So that could be that could be nerve entrapment of the lateral plantar nerve um, branch, which is primarily going to be um, entrapped by the abductor halluses because that nerve actually passes through the muscle, through the abductor halluses muscle. So that's a really prime one for um, entrapping that lateral plantar nerve. And then I would also treat that abductor digiti mini-me muscle as well uh, with some electric stim. Um, so tarsal tunnel, I, you know, like I said, tib posterior ab- abdu- um, abductor halluses and um, possibly that digiti mini-me. And then for the medial distribution, that is very likely from the abductor halluses, though I would still consider treating tibialis posterior, okay, because that it could be entrapped and you know what's interesting is there's there are a lot of variation on where where the muscles where the nerves split so they look at cadavers and they try to figure out where the tibial nerve breaks off into different um, plantar nerve distributions and they vary so much on different people so you can't always know for sure so i would always just consider treating tib posterior abductor halysis for any of the three and then as it gets better, really hone in on probably abductor halysis. The um, calcaneal distribution, that when it's just the medial calcaneal, it's usually abductor halysis, but when it's total bottom of the heel pain or numbness, look at abductor halysis and quadratus plantae, the one you never want to have to have treated on yourself because it's going to be a big long needle in the bottom of the foot right in front of the heel. Um, but if it has to be treated, it has to be treated, right? So, um, you know, it hopefully doesn't take too many treatments. But that quadratus plantae can also entrap the calcaneal nerves. Um, and it's just interesting because when you think of um, plantar fasciitis, um, how many times has somebody been given that diagnosis that that it was possibly... A plantar nerve issue more than a plantar fascia issue because those different um, pain patterns could be from the nerve entrapment or what if it's both um, so really it's it's good to just kind of know that those are possibilities for people um, and when you have someone come in with numbness especially if it's if it's 
only on one side, um, look for nerve entrapments because if it's bilateral, I, I'm going to think it's more like spinal compression type issue. But if it's one-sided, um, think about nerve entrapments, the plantar nerve branches from the tibial nerve um, because that it's been really, really helpful for me to look at it that way and treat accordingly. And um, that plantar nerve trunk added in is a really really helpful one um, to consider and then I guess the overarching theme of today's episode is look for a reference that you like um, that is about peripheral nerve entrapment and if and you know if, I mean I'll, I'll put the link to the one I have but um, you know you might you might already have something um, or you might find something that you like that's in a different language that's not in English. Whatever you can find that you like is bound to be really helpful for you as an orthopedic acupuncturist to start understanding um, nerve entrapment as um, an issue for headache, um, all sorts of arm and hand numbness, um, foot numbness, um, numbness, uh you know, like lateral cutaneous nerve entrapment, things like that. Just really good to see in a manual for doctors um, how those nerves get entrapped. Uh, it's going to give you a whole lot better insight into how to treat those issues. And, you know, once, you're, once you've been reading those books, um, you just spot it instantly when someone comes in and you already know where to look and you're not taken a lot of time out um, to go look it up because you've been reading those chapters and, and you and you've treated some patients and had success and then and then like I say when you see it you pretty much know where you want to palpate to see if there's any sort of sensitivity um, muscular tension etc that leads you to believe that that's what's going on so that is the episode for today and I will uh, talk to you soon. Have a great July 4th weekend.